Welcome to the Circuit of Success Podcast. Yeah, the Circuit of Success Podcast. Come on back. Your host, Brett. Brett. Brett The Circuit of Success Podcast. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I am Brett Gilliland, and today I've got Ariana Yahia. Yeah, you got it. I say it. that right? Yes. <laughs> with a name like Gilliland, you know, I always uh, struggle with last names. You got to be, you got to be careful. So, well, Ariana, it's awesome to have you. Uh, I've been looking forward to it, and uh, we're gonna have a great conversation today. Um, but like I start out all conversations with on the circuit of success is what's made you the woman you are today. I know you've got a great backstory of uh, on, on who you are, but if you could share that with our listeners, get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. That's a loaded question, but yes. an exciting question because um, I see that you have your uh, journalist as future past. And I feel that the, what's made me the woman I am today is my adversity that I've been through when I was a child. So moving from Bosnia to Germany to then here was tough. It was tough. I was I was little, and I went through a lot of you know who am I? Do I fit he, fit in here? Do I fit in here? You know what, who do I want to be? What does it mean that my country had genocide? Right? Yeah. Like I'm going deep already, but it's you know there was a lot of existential things that I went through when I was a child. When you were like six, right? When six, I was six, yeah. that really made me question everything. <laughs> and yeah. I I don't say that lightly. It just really made me question of why do people do the things that they do, and why is there evil? Because I witnessed it when I was really little. So what made me me is really just having this mindset of like, I know people can be good because my parents are really good people, but at the same time, there are bad people in this yeah. world. And so how do I study this? Mm. How do I study the mind? How do I study mindset, the pe- you know, humans, yeah. so that I can then do something with that later on? So you, you thought that early on, I mean, even a six, 10, 12 oh. year old girl, I was here a, you are going through basically hell, right? Yeah. And, and you're thinking, I'm going to study the mind and figure this out and help people. Yeah, I just needed answers. Yeah. You know? It's like it was, it was really confusing as a little child to be watching this disaster. You know, just like now we're watching in the, in the Ukraine and yeah. all over the world. And, but as a child, you are really connected to something else. Yeah. And it makes you angry. It makes you fearful. And so I've always just thought, I'm going to figure out how to be. How do I want to be? How do I want to live? And how can I make a difference? Like as a child, you feel kind of hopeless, but that fuels you later on. And I think that's kind of why I'm here. Yeah, that's amazing. So talk about your journey. So you obviously then came to the United States and uh, you went to school and did all those things and and decided to to take this to uh, the next step. Um, at Glow now, you work at yes. Glow with Whitney, and uh, Whitney's awesome. She's been on the podcast before, um, and so talk to us about that. Like, w- mm. what made you take that next step and, and to do what you're doing now? And for mm. those people that watch Billions, I always joke with uh, with Whitney. You probably know where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Wendy. Wendy. Yeah, Wendy. Yeah. Wendy. I can't remember Wendy's last name on Billions, but uh, you're like Wendy, right? You're yes. like a Wendy. You go into businesses, you work with leaders, you work with the companies and you help them get to that next level. And so we're gonna dive into that today for those people listening on on really the things that we need to do. And I know controlling energy is a big one for you, getting in the flow state, all those things. But but talk to us right now what you're you're learning from business leaders out in this world that are doing amazing things. What's maybe something common theme that you're seeing out there today? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so just kind of go back to the, the journey of going from studying psychology and being sort of in this HR world, if you will, from my 
early career on to meeting Celeste and Whitney, ironically, I have my own podcast and I got connected with them and they invited me to, or I invited them to be on my podcast and we talked and during that conversation had this big spark, talk about energy, which was like, we are both wanting to support people in getting to their fullest potential. They are doing it with businesses and I was doing it with the people. And we both talked about energy, right? The E in GLOW stands for energy. Mm. And I am a firm believer, and I had just gotten out of this training with um, the Flow Research Collective, which um, the leader is Stephen Kotler. And Stephen Kotler talks a lot about flow states. Um, And so I had just gotten out of this cool training with him, with his team, met Whitney and Celeste, and it was just like this, ah, like, movie moment where we were like you know what let's do this together because we we all know that organizations are made out of humans and the humans that are leading it the the leaders the c-suite there's a lot going on there the gatekeepers right and how can we support the gatekeepers to be at their best at their fullest potential so that it can trickle down into the organization and that's sort of how the glow and ariana journey started (laughs) so i I think that's uh i I connect with that you're talking about it's about humans it's about right we talk about people or culture and i interviewed the uh former president of starbucks international one time on the podcast and he said you know starbucks thing was we're in the people business and you, you think of Starbucks, mm-hmm. you think coffee, right? But right. they're like, we're in the people business. And then they just happen to like coffee, right? That's the common thing there. Exactly. And so I think that's huge. But again, what what are you seeing out there in the marketplace today, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of COVID and the world's opening back up, thank God, and all the things that, that we've learned over these last, you know, three or four years, yeah. what are you seeing the most uh, that business leaders are struggling with right now? Yes, that's a good question. Um, There are several things, but I think one of the things is that we have a lot of competent leaders. We have a lot of people who are good at what they do. We have a lot of high-performing leaders, right? But what we don't have is leaders that can A, be trusted, and leaders who have a regulated nervous system. (laughs) And while they're potentially, you know, creating the results that they need to be, they are showing up every day they're doing the work that they need to be doing they're miserable when they go home to their families and they don't have hobbies they don't necessarily know how to find hobbies they're confused right Mm -hmm. they're at levels where they have the money but they don't really know or have time to use that money and so what i'm what i'm really finding is that supporting people in looking at what's actually important to them and then shedding has been a huge support for a lot of leaders. Yeah, getting rid of things in your life is a, is a big deal, isn't it? I mean, we, we do that here at Visionary Wealth Advisors. I mean, we sit down with people every day and talk about their goals or dreams or aspirations. Yep. And that shedding is, is good, right? Because sometimes it may be people you got to shed. It may be habits. Mm-hmm. It may be things that are going on in your life every day. And so, so what, what's that process like? I know for me, I always talk about ADT, ask, don't tell. Uh, it's asking great questions mm-hmm. and letting them answer the question because then when they come up with that, it's it's their idea, right? Oh, that's I think great. instead yeah. of giving it to them. So is that something that you are a big fan of? I mean, asking great questions, what's that process? How are you mm-hmm. helping business leaders all over the world? Yeah, um, questions and listening is huge. I saw this um, article the other day on one of the places I followed. It said coaches stop talking. It's because as coaches, we, we have to 
fit with the people so that they feel seen and heard. Because what I'm seeing a lot is leaders coming in and they just want to be heard. Yeah. Right? They, but not from a perspective of competency and your executive brain and your planning, but you, who you are yep. and as a leader, right? And just to say the things that you can't say to your leaders because you're always being watched. People are always watching you. And so there's it, it gets confusing, right? It's like you have these feelings and you have these emotions, but this is who you should be. And then you get lost somewhere in that process. And so as a coach, sitting with them and listening and asking questions and reflecting back what I'm hearing, because sometimes when we think it, we just think it and then we kind of let go of it. But when I reflect it back to them and they hear it, hear me say it, they have aha moments because yeah. they're like, well, wait, actually. Did I just say that? Did I just say that? <laughs> right. Or what, do I really believe that? Yeah. It's so really challenging the way that they're thinking. Yeah. My business partner Tim Hammett is really good at that. He's he's let me let me say back what I've just heard you say, right? And that and he does that to people and you're in a meeting and it's you know, he'll articulate the ten points you just talked about. Yeah. And it's like, wow. You know, that, that makes people feel really good. So oh, for those listening, I mean I think if you can do that in conversations, I've just I've seen it so many times. I mean, I've seen it thousands of times with people is saying back to them what they've just said mm-hmm. is a big connecting factor for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said just a little bit ago you talked about a regulated nervous system. Yeah. So let's talk about that because I'm a guy. I don't know if, you, if this is what you mean or not, but I was a guy early on and still to this day have it, but I've learned to deal with it, make it an ally is um, the anxiety, the nerves. Is, is that kind of where you're going with that or do you mean something completely different? Yes. Yeah, so part of it is that um, because actually anxiety and nerves, we can use that as fuel. Yeah. Right. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. It becomes a bad thing when you are literally physically dysregulated, meaning that you are constantly in a state called fight or flight. Yes. And so when we are in fight or flight, our heart is pumping, right? Our pupils are dilating. Um, things are happening for us to be able to be in flow and drop into focus, right? Now, that's good when we actually need to use it. Right. It's not good for us if we're constantly thinking that there's something wrong because that's how we actually get sick. Like that's how we break down. That's how we burn out. And so what I support people in doing is, you know, I'm a really big fan of tracking, and gamifying your data. So I have something called an aura ring. Oh, yeah. And I track, you know, what's, what are my HRV levels, which means heart rate variability levels. And that tells a story, right? And so it gives me information and gives my leaders information on what, what do I need to be doing today differently, yeah. right? If I'm overwhelmed because my nervous system is jacked, I probably shouldn't be packing my days back to back. I'm, I'm pulling this up because <laughs> uh, I couldn't agree more. I have a, uh, I wear a whoop bracelet. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. So it does the exact same thing. And I didn't do my journal this morning. Um, but but it, it's it's cool because it does a, uh, a stress and it tells you where you're at. So like right now, which I, I love this because to what your point is, I, I go through it through a day and I'll find out where my highest mm-hmm. peak moments were where I was most stressed. Yes. And then I'll see what I was doing in that moment. But you know what's crazy? If I'm sitting in a client meeting or I'm doing a, like right now I'm at 0.9, which is really low stress, right? And so I'm finding that when I'm doing something I love doing, so I think people gotta be clear what they love doing and then put more of that on your calendar, right? I'm at a 0.9 right now because I love having these conversations with people. If I'm sitting down with a client, I'd be at a 0.9 as well because I love sitting down with a client, right? so talk more about that because I couldn't agree more with you because that's something that I monitor you know, every single day. How do we help these people listening mm-hmm. right now get to more of that low stress state 
when doing something that theoretically could be stressful, right? Like this could be stressful. Well, the, the way that I describe it is, and this is how it was kind of taught to me in my training through FRC, was imagine you're a lion, lioness, and the way we want to operate is 50% of the time, you want to be like the lion sleeping. Mm-hmm. If you watch a lion, he's sleeping, he's resting, he's not like moving. 18 hours a day or something. Right. right. Yeah. And then there's prey or some, you know, he needs food. He jumps up and works, right? He gets that prey and it's all, it's stress, it's fight or flight, right? And that's how we want to look at our days is 50, 50, 50% of the time we're recovering, 50% of the time we're working hard, Okay. right? And so what I really want people to look at is, you know, even just open up your calendar today and look at how are you scheduling your meetings? So just recently, I made a client just literally pull up his um, calendar and he said to me, you know, how can I, (laughs) he said, how can I continue after 4 p.m. without this and this? And he, you know, it was water and coffee or water and coffee and another caffeinated drink. And I just looked at him, I'm like, well, unless you want cocaine, right? right. right? There's other ways to do this. Like, stop pushing, stop drugging yourself, stop, right? Because there are other natural ways, and that's recovery. You have to have the grit to recover. So this is something else that I teach is so many of us are so used to just going, 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 because it's the old programming, the old way of doing business, is that we should fill up our calendars with all the things, because that's what is rewarded, is competence, right? And so a lot of people are up in you. So if you today want to change, just look at even just leaving a little buffer between your meetings. It doesn't have to be an hour. It could be 30 minutes. And instead of having that extra cup of coffee or getting on your phone between meetings, take a nap. Shut your door if you're in your office. Um, It's, you know, closing your eyes and it's called yoga nidra as well, right? We don't have to nap. Yoga what? Nidra. Okay something that people can look up where you're literally just turning off your brain and I know you like meditation right meditating for five minutes so it's just really looking at your day differently and allowing yourself to recover and I think it's hard though right I know for me when I was I got to the point I got to the tipping point where you know I had a panic attack in a meeting in a client meeting and I didn't know what was going on, you know, and, and so, hell, I thought I was having a heart attack, you know, and, and this is, gosh, this is probably 10 and a half, 11 years ago now. And, but I, but I think it's hard for us leaders, don't you think? Because like I was hard charging and I still am and go, 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 go. And if I'm sitting down in my office with the door shut and just kind of mm-hmm. taking some deep breaths for years, it, it took me a long time to get through this because I'm like, oh, you're being a failure. Don't be weak. Oh, yeah. Right. You should be on the phone. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And I think it takes a lot of time for us. Yeah. And all that's a guy thing. I think it's probably men and women struggle with that. That are hard chargers, right? And oh, it's absolutely. Like, yeah. How, how do you tell that person? Because I would just tell them that they got to do it. They got to take the couple years to get through that process. But I have found for me slowing down to speed up. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to take time away. Vacation, right? Just get back from vacation. If it's meditation, it's yeah. buffer. I just did a video on social media that talked about I used to be back to back to back to back to back appointments. I have found now that I need a buffer. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like going back to back to back to back to back and just being crazy exactly. and thinking I'm like, I a, like you know, that buffer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you hear me say all that stuff, what are your thoughts uh, and how do we help people? So yeah, so just shifting the mindset from time management to energy management, because we all naturally, so I want to start off too with, you know, we're animals first. Mm-hmm. We, we have a biology that requires certain things that I don't care how smart you are. 
your body is going to need certain things in order for you to be able to be successful long term. So I think the more people can learn about their own physiological states and how their nervous system operates, the easier it will be for them to comprehend why they need what they need. So understanding and knowledge of self, meaning, yes, mindset is important. Trust me, I love mindset. But really knowing, you know, what is the nervous system? What is fight or flight? What does it feel like when, my, when I'm in fight, flight or flight? And how can, I ima- how can I notice that I'm in that state? Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's number one, um, is really figuring out how does it work, knowledge, and then ener- energy management, because we all have different of energy levels like you I love that you track yours on on your watch um, but really recognizing are you a morning person or are you a night person because there's something called a chronotype and this is something that we are born with and so really figuring that out there's a there's a specific formula that I can maybe even send to you that people can take a, a quiz to figure out yeah am I a lark am I supposed to be up at four and am I not? Am I not allowing myself to do that? Am I a night owl, and I'm forcing myself to be a morning person? Because that's going to matter, right? When do yeah. you do your best work, and then schedule everything around that? And that's what I help people do. See, that's cool. I'm glad to hear you're born with that because I have, you know, you got all these books of waking up at five in the morning and all these people that do all this yeah. stuff. And quite frankly, I hate it. I, I can't Thank stand. Thank you. I'm- I have a lot to say about but that. But I've but I've beat myself up yeah. over it for years. I did right. I was like, oh, you know. Real winners get up at five in the morning or four fifty-two or you know whatever the number is, right? Yeah. These random numbers, and it's like I can't, I don't like it. I, I try it, I'll do it for a week and a half, and then I'm just pissed off, and then I don't do it anymore, right? Yeah. I, my most creative thinking, my time and my journals. It, the kids are in bed or whatever. Now it's downtime. Like that's where I'm most creative yes. at night. I have to make myself go to bed because that's when I find my flow. So I'm glad to hear yeah, that. And, and so you said you had a lot more to talk about it. It's, let's dig into that one. So let, let, yeah, let's stay there for a second because, you know, the past, like I remember about 10 years ago or so when like IG was really, Instagram was coming up and I remember thinking, I just want to find someone that does it the right way and I just want to follow what they do because yeah. that's, that's how it's done, right? right? And so I think ever since there's been sort of this culture where it's like, let me look up this influencer and see what they do because, you know, they're successful, whatever successful means, yeah. right? Yep. And I'm going to copy what they do and it's just awful, because there is no one way. There is not even a one way, right way for for us, for me and you specifically, right? Let alone to follow someone else's energy levels because we are all designed differently. We all have different backgrounds, different traumas, different risk aversions, Mm -hmm. um, different neurobiologies. And so what has happened is people have really gotten disconnected from who they are biologically, but also who they are as a person, right? And they're following these things that they think they should be doing and they end up with more stuff on their plate and more unhappy yep. because it's not fulfilling them. So so morning routines, um, you know, make up your own, whatever feels right. And is waking up bad, early bad? No, of course you're gonna get more done, right. but how are you going to feel at 3 p.m.? So let's walk through that. So let, let's let's assume that I don't, everything we just talked about, mm-hmm. that I don't know when I'm at my best. Okay, I'm, I'm your client mm-hmm. now, okay? And you're going to help me. You want me to take it to the next level. I want to take it to the next level. What's that process look like? So maybe somebody that doesn't hire you or hire a coach, mm-hmm. how are we walking them through where to find out how I can be at my best? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it will always start with kind of your your current state. So... What I do in, in VIP sessions with my clients is, you know, we get into a room for about four hours and what I would ask them is, you know, 
tell me everything that's going on right now. And I'm going to keep interrupting if I can. Yeah. So again, think about this for those listening. Four hours, okay. right? Four hours of time. Not like, oh, in 20 minutes, you're going to figure this out, yeah. right? Four hours, you're going to just be pelting me with questions. Yeah, so yeah. questions about, well, actually, you know, many times I will go into the past because how we think about our fast is past is how we define our future and what we do in the, in the present. So a lot of times I will listen to, are there any contamin conta contamination stories that are happening in their past? Okay, and then from that, we will then say, okay, what's the current state? What's working, what's not working? And then, okay, where do you wanna go? What, what, is, what is the future and in an ideal world, are you at your highest and I have them answer those questions and then as I'm listening you know taking notes and so forth and then after the four hours we then have a game plan on how to get to where they're trying to go got it yep there's alignment there right you mentioned earlier you know our mission at, at visionary is Love to help that. people achieve a future greater than their past and it doesn't mean you had a bad past it yeah. doesn't mean there's a contaminated story in everybody's yeah. past right but we all want a future that's greater than our past so when you hear me say future greater than your past, what's that mean for you personally on how we achieve a future greater than our past? Well, number one is honesty. I think you have to be really, really honest with yourself mm -hmm. saying, why do I want what I want? Um, what did my past really mean? What did I, did I do anything? Do I have any guilt? Do I have any shame? Do I have any... Right. hang-ups do I not love myself enough like these are the questions that are going that are to drive us right? these are the emotions that drive us so really getting honest about why do I want to create let's say a million dollars what is that going to be for mm -hmm. and am I doing it to make myself feel better am I trying am I doing it to prove a point to someone in fifth grade right okay. like shit like that is right. right like people do do things because of reasons that they were hurt in the past. And so honesty is really important because the only way to create a better future is to be really open about why. I like that. So honesty is yeah. number one. Being able to be uncomfortable with when shit goes wrong. Yeah. Um, I think so many, so many of my clients um, hit a pothole. So one of my clients said, you know, I, I've hit a pothole and I don't know how to get out of it. And my answer was, you're going to keep hitting potholes. It's yeah. just how do you gracefully get out of that pothole? And A, how can you look at the field, avoid potholes, and then when you do hit one, learn from the past potholes and get out of that one gracefully so that you can make it to the next level. I think so many people are not okay with being you know, uncomfortable or wrong. Yeah. It's funny. I just had this discussion with my uh, one of my kids on vacation. I don't even remember what I don't even remember what the story was, but I just said you've got to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. You know, and uh, doesn't mean you like it. Yeah. Right. Doesn't mean I like when I hit a pothole. Yeah. But you're gonna hit a pothole. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So for me, I, I call it strategic think time or STT. If you looked at my calendar right now, you'd see it on repeat every week, hour and a half. So 90 minutes once a week, strategic think time. That's how I try to prevent potholes. Doesn't again doesn't mean I that I'm that. going to uh, not hit a pothole, but I'm trying to avoid them. Right? Yeah. So for me, again, it's it's journaling, it's thinking, it's it's trying to see the future, even though that's impossible. But trying to um, what what do you do personally to help you get to that next level? Mm -hmm. For me, it's uh, running. 
It's boxing. It's it's doing physical activity because what I have noticed um, tracking. So to you know to go back to your point is you know in order to gracefully get out of those or avoid those potholes is our, our nervous system has to be regulated and. Yeah. Exercise is one of the best ways. I mean, sleep is number one. Okay, yep. So if you had to choose between sleep and exercise, um, sleep. always sleep, <laughs> sleep right? Um, but exercise is really, really important because we release something called anandamide. Anandamide. And what that does is it helps with anxiety. And so if you have low anxiety, we're more likely to obviously be better humans because we can connect with people more. Yep. Um, we can get into flow states a lot more. And so for me, Running is really is a lab right now. Um, it used to, again, it used to be boxing, but now it's more. You know, how can I push myself really, really hard during that run so that I can take what I'm learning here now into the outside world? It's a safe space for me to do that. Um, so exercise for me for sure, and then also getting getting my sleep. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't care. What's going on? <laughs> you're an eight hours a day person, or you're like six, so seven, seven and a half. Yeah, it seems to be my my number. Yeah, I I'm can I, at seven. I'm like good. Sometimes if I have too much sleep, I'm like I'm actually Agreed. tired. I, I agree. Get a little tired, but yeah, I tell myself to go to bed as I stated earlier. So you've you've mentioned it numerous times today. You you, you people that are into this personal growth stuff, you hear the flow state, right? So how, define that for us. What is? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I obviously clearly think I understand it, but I want to hear from a professional standpoint. How do you define what flow state means? Sure. Yeah. So flow states are states where we feel and perform our best. Um, they are different than meditation. Um, so I'll, I'll use meditation and flow, right? So meditation, for example, we feel, we might feel good, it might be hard, but we're shutting off our pre, our new brain, our prefrontal cortex. We're trying to really decrease thoughts mm -hmm. and think less. Flow states are states where the challenge of what we're trying to do and the skill that we have are like in a Goldilocks state. And so all of a sudden, we are losing sense of self. We are we're in control. We feel in control because everything is falling into place, right? Mm -hmm. And we are in the state where time doesn't really exist the way that it usually does, yeah. right? So we can think of maybe moments where you felt that way. But I, I there have been plenty of times where, like, even dancing for me, sometimes it's like, oh, I, I know exactly what to do here. So I'm like in a yeah. flow state. But it's it's a cool feeling, right? And so what we used to think is that it was just a switch where it's like, okay, now I'm not in flow. Now I'm in flow. But what we're learning, and again, the neuroscience behind this is it's interesting, but nobody really actually knows what happens in flow. If anyone tells you, I know exactly what happens, it's not true. Cool BS, huh? Um, but what we know is it's a cycle. So there are four stages we have to go through in order to be in flow. Um, and, and that's what I coach people on as well, is really teaching them, if you are in this stage, what do you need to be doing to be in flow? Can you tell us those stages? Sure. So the first stage is the struggle phase. So during the struggle phase, you know, according to, to Stephen Kotler, this is where we sit down to do a task and it might feel really uncomfortable. So this is the time when you're like, oh, I don't know this. You know, you just, you're, you get antsy, you want to get up, you want to move. That's because there's a lot of cortisol and norepinephrine, which is a type of adrenaline. And what happens is it, it, you don't know how to do it and you have to focus. Right? And so that's why you have cortisol and norepinephrine because you have to focus on the task at hand and now you have to use your working memory to say, how do I do this? Hmm. And past memory to say, have I ever done anything like this before? Now, this is where the challenge skill comes in. If the challenge is too hard, you're gonna have too much anxiety. 
we're not going to be able to get into flow. So that's, we have to get through the struggle phase into release. And in release phase is when those moments when you're like running or taking a shower and all of a sudden all the stuff comes through, you're like, oh my gosh, I know this answer and this answer, and this is what I should tell this client. And I don't know if you've experienced <laughs> yeah, yeah. that before. It comes to you at the weirdest times. Yeah. So that's the release phase. So we really want to design our days where that's where the recovery comes in too, is like, if you're ch- constantly trying to force solving a problem, it's not going to work. Right. You have to walk away from the problem. Once you walk away from the problem, so for me running, I get the downloads, I take my notes out, I type it, I go back to my desk, and I get into flow because now I've had this that was release. Your release. Yeah. So you're taking notes while you're running, or you just try to remember my, it all? So most of the time, I take, I'll, I'll write down one word, you know, to yeah. remember, because as soon as I get back, I want to get back into flow. And then after flow, you have to recover yeah. because you are using up so much of the feel good chemicals that if you, push it too far, you're going to have such a hard um, come down. It's like, it's literally, you get all the best feeling drugs in your body, right? You got the dopamine, um, you got serotonin, you got like all the, all the goodies, right? Oxytocin. And so all of a sudden, if you don't recover, you're going to not do well the next day. You might wake up and you might feel like, oh, I feel depleted. I feel depressed. And so the recovery piece is really important. Okay. So that's number three. Is that what's the, so number three is what? So you got struggle flow. phase, release phase. Number three is flow, flow state. The flow. Okay. Yep. And then number four is the recovery. Is recovery. And for you, recovery could be it's sleep. Obviously, it's, mm-hmm. it's running. What else are you helping people with that you're finding a lot great of question. great yeah. uh, takeaways from recovery? Yeah. So recovery, we have active recovery and passive recovery. So active recovery um, would be walking in nature. It would be um, meditating. It would be taking a hot shower, an ice bath. Um, and then passive recovery is more, you know, sitting sitting with friends maybe, um, not alcohol, I, not nothing against alcohol. Um, I, I do love me some wine and, and beer, um, but it's not a good activity to right. recover, right. right? Because it's, um, TV is not- from that recovery. Exactly. Yeah. TV is not a good recovery because you are actually, your brain is actually active um, and then takes you away out of the flow state uh, later I hear, on. I hear so. too not to read a uh, really exciting, like if, for me, I love reading business books, but I hear like, even though it's good to read in bed before you go to sleep, sometimes you can hear that it's not great to necessarily read the business book because I find myself, yes. oh, there's an idea. Now I sit there for the next 30 minutes instead of falling asleep. I'm thinking, am I, I'm already designing what I need to be doing for that exactly. thing, right? Yes. So you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, because you're almost kind of getting into a flow state there because right. you're like, I'm trying to solve the problem and yeah. you know, you don't have, so the release might happen during your sleep, right? And so um, one of the things that is really fun that I will say is, delegating to your unconscious, right? So if you do have big business problems and you want your unconscious to solve for it, especially during sleep, write the question down and then let it go. So it's called mm. the MacGyver method. Um, so saying, you know, what should I do about this client? Da, da, da. And then you write down, okay, I'm going to come back to this question tomorrow at 8 a.m. And like what's going to happen is your unconscious is going to start solving for it through pattern recognition and sleep because when we during REM sleep is actually where we solve a lot of our problems. And so if we don't get that REM sleep, um, we wake up more stressed. Yeah. Right? So, so it's actually going on in our minds right then. Even when we're sound asleep, have no idea. That's when you wake up with those ideas. Yes. It's because our brain is working even when we don't know it. Yeah. That's amazing. 
And that's the part, to be honest, is that I, I struggle with with a lot of leaders is when they have a hard time letting go. And, uh, you know, a lot of our problem solving, a lot of our greatness happens when we are not doing the thing. And so when we see people who pack their calendars and who are always doing the next and next and next, yeah. it's because they're trying to control too much. They're trying to control with what? Their prefrontal cortex, the new brain, not allowing the unconscious to do what it needs to do in order to solve for what needs to be solved, right? Yeah. So we, we push too hard and we don't allow receive. It's fascinating stuff, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's our producer over here, he's kicking butt. Um, so the, the circuits of success are your attitude, your belief system, the actions mm. that you have to take to get results, right? Whatever those results are in your life. That's, that's the whole point of this podcast. So when you hear me say the word action, I wanna lead with this is, I find sometimes it, it, where I get frustrated is the it's the whole paralysis by analysis, right? Where people they have to overanalyze everything. They have to have all the answers before they just do something. And I believe, not that I'm always right, mm -hmm. but I believe sometimes you just have to take action, right? Mm -hmm. Build the bridge as you're crossing the river, right? Yes. But, but a lot of people can't do that. So what thoughts, actions, takeaways, advice would you have for somebody that just is constantly being paralyzed by overanalyzing everything? So good, yeah. Um, well, we, we want complexity in life, right? Complexity is what helps us gather information and take that information and then decide the next step. So mm -hmm. I think for people who want the, you know, the right answer, have it perfect, you know, just say, there is no right answer. There's only learning. Mm -hmm. And I think the more action you can take, the more of an evolved human being you become because you know the information that we get, we then curate and calibrate yep. to become the next level. So when you're stuck in analysis paralysis is really, you know, what's the, the what's the first step? What's the smallest little tiny step that you can take that feels safe? And then from that take all the other steps. Right, because what I see people do is like they're trying to go from one to fifteen. That's true. When they have haven't done one, two, three, four. Yeah, right. right. I was just coaching my husband on this last night. Yeah. <laughs> so you were coaching him, huh? Yeah, because yeah. he was like, I wanna do this and I'm like, Okay, but you skipped step five, six, and seven. Yeah. So, you know, let's get back to it. But right. there's a whole podcast on if you should or should not coach your spouse. <laughs> I'll have to listen to that. Usually one. It's, well, yeah. I should I'd be the one getting coached. That's funny. <laughs> Um, so I read something you talked about mirror neuron neurons. Mm -hmm. So what oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Um, so we all have of these mirror neurons that if we try to be, they match how the other person's neurobiology is uh, happening. Right. Okay. So if you are, if your nervous system is relaxed and I come in to have to talk to, to you, I will mirror that. Mm. energetically yeah. it's so fascinating right and so i don't know if you can think of situations right where like you walk into a room and you're so stressed and someone is really calm and you're like yeah i want to be around this person right maybe your aunt but maybe a dog or you know like yeah. just being around them and then the opposite say, the flip side could also happen absolutely right if you have a leader who's always stressed and yeah. going on fumes you're going to feel that mm. you don't need they don't even have to say anything you're just even on zoom like I know for my, some of my clients, I feel them on Zoom. Yeah. And I get like. Get the vibes. Yeah. So it's like, how do you put 
walls up and how do you breathe through these situations is really, really important as well. So you don't get their energy. And I think you just said breathe through their, that situation too, I think is, is important because for me, meditation is not just sitting in a quiet room and breathing, right? Meditation can be active. I call it active meditation because I could Mm -hmm. be in a meeting Mm -hmm. with something and if I'm feeling that stress come, like I could be meditating right now when you're talking and you not know it, right? Mm-hmm. I think if we get really good at breathing, the more we breathe, because I think we're all as human beings, yeah. we're, we're shallow breathers, right? We just breathe fast yep. and a lot. I think it's just slowing down even in a meeting and taking that deep breath where it doesn't have to be awkward or obvious, but just slow down, take a yeah. breath, right? Yeah. Um, and to your point there on the uh, mirror neurons, um, I read in a book a long time ago when I was starting a business is that it's, and I'm assuming this is scientifically proven, but you can feel somebody's energy from their heart, like within like 10 or 15. Yeah. So, you know, you see the whole or hear the, uh, you can feel when they walk, you know, when somebody walks in a room, like, you know, that energy, right? Yeah. So my question to that is, there are also days you may not have the energy that you know you need to have as, as well trained and studied and, and equipped as you are, there's still days you don't want to do it, right? So how do we get through those days that you don't want to do it and still bring that good positive vibe and that energy. Yeah, I think the breath breath is really, really important. I think if you can really figure out how to breathe your way into energy, right? So so there are certain ways you can do that. I think for me, um, I think uh, Huberman talks about the uh, psychological sigh. That's one that always saves me, especially if sometimes I just want to respond and react and yeah. I go, so if you yeah. ever see me doing that, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get energy yeah. to, to respond. But yeah, there, there are going to be days um, where you're gonna have to push through. And I think it's it's going to be important to remember the why and remember and give you and give yourself grace. You know, that you might not be perfect that day, but if you have a history of showing up strong for your people and you have one day off and being vulnerable and saying, you know, I'm, I'm tired today or I'm struggling with this today. You know, I think that try to fake it too much it's it's very obvious and i think it confuses people that's the little saying fake it till you make it that i get that but it also somewhat yeah. annoys me you yeah know? absolutely like, eh, same how about we just be transparent and vulnerable and go out and build relationships and good things will happen so yeah. um last few things here whitney uh said to me I, I asked her about you obviously i was doing my research and i said what's what's one of her uh, what's one of the best things about ariana and she said you're unique um ability is how the uniqueness about you is how you help leaders move from their old ways to their new ways at such a rapid pace. And, and I think that's a very big compliment, right? Because it's the old can't teach an old dog new tricks, but that's what you're doing every single day. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so what is it about you that helps me, people like me get to point A to point B or point Z uh, quicker and, and in a better way? Well, I like to always talk about the, well, that's nice of her to say. I love that. Um, I like to talk about the 80-20 rule, right? Where, you know, the 80% of, can I cuss on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Okay. Cuss away. <laughs> 80% of the shit that you're doing, that's holding you back, yeah. right? Um, and really looking at what's the 20% of things that I want to do that's making me feel amazing, mm-hmm. right? And so, again, going back to the beginning of the conversation, it's really, what am I going to start saying no to? And then also, what am I going to exploit in my life? What are the projects that I'm going to go really, really deep and I'm going to learn how to get into flow doing these things, right? Instead of doing them all. Yeah. We tend to say, you know, we, and then we end up being so overwhelmed that we don't do anything 
100%, yeah. right? So 80-20 rule is really, really great of, you know, what are the 80% of things in my life that I'm doing that I don't need to be doing that are taking me away from getting to where I'm trying to go. So um, if we have our friend Jeff here uh, follow you around these yeah. uh, amazing cameras that he's got, um, <laughs> if we, what, were, what were the things we would see out of your life if we followed you around, you know, for the next yeah. two or three days, no miss items that you're doing to be at your peak performance? Huh, okay. So I... I think one of the get energy on this one. You like see that she's she's like All right, I got a good. <laughs> well, one for and this I one. I have to be honest. It's it's a work in progress. Like yeah. it's one thing to know theory, and it's another thing to practice that theory. So I won't I won't lie. Every day of my life, I this is my my lab. Yeah. Right. It's like let me try. Let me test this out to see how I feel. Am I living in in integrity with what I teach? Right. And so one of the main things is really being clear on my goals. So the last on our team is amazing. She is very good at like identifying, okay, this is what's priority this month. This is what's priority this quarter. And then I do that with everything in my life is to say what's important to me this month so that I can filter everything through today to say, is it the 80 percent or is it is it the 20 percent? Right. So which things do I need to say yes to in order to get to that goal faster through leverage. And so um, my calendar is everything. I, I write everything down um, and follow that and, and, and take naps. Mm. If you follow me, I, I take a lot of naps. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're okay just shutting it down in the middle of the day? and just I have learned to. It was really hard before because I feel that energy. Like I'll lay down. Is this like I, an hour or like 10 minutes? Oh, no. It's like. Typically, my ring says 15 minutes okay. sleep, 25 minutes laying down because okay. it takes me a while. So, yeah. so laying down and you feel the energy flowing through you, like it's processing. So mm. I, if I had a client, it was a really challenging call. I'll lay down and I'm like, turn off my brain and I feel their energy coming through me. The ideas of like shedding, if there's anything toxic, yeah. needs to be let go of. That, like that. That's probably my number one. That and running has been my number one fuel to be at a higher level doing projects that I'm doing. I like that. You know, I saw recently, I think I might buy them because I, I keep thinking about them. Are these smart, uh, the smart goggles? Have you seen those things? They're uh-huh. like, a, they're like, the, they're like a big, they're like goggles. You can't see through them, but they're like, they do heat, they do cool, they do some massage, they do meditation stuff. Wow, I have and, never heard of this. Yeah, they're through that TheraBody, you know, like the guns that yeah. you can do on your muscles. Yep. It's the That's same company. Have. And uh, I'm not paid to say that. I just, and I've never even used them, so I don't even know if they work. They could be a gimmick for all I know. Sorry, TheraBody, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm going to get them because I think to your point of that, slowing down some of that stuff can be very impactful. Uh, I don't know why I said that, but I, but I did. Yeah, because I great. think it's important to, to slow, like I said, slow down. I don't take naps, but that breathing thing, for me is a big right, one. and it doesn't have to yeah. be a nap it is just sitting down to allow your physical body to process what just happened yeah. and especially if you're trying to move fast right it's like you have to stop and process what happened so you can transition into the n- next thing so transitions are really important yeah. to to say you know visualizing where i'm going next how do i need to show up and how can i process what just happened so i can step into this yeah. next being so talk to us about glow how are you all helping yeah. people uh let's let's brag about glow for a while your guys's office is amazing by the way it's cool right all the all the pink yeah yeah. It's a very cool, just the building, the the entrance to your uh, to your office space. It's cool. You would think we work with all women, but we don't. You don't. We don't. We just allow men to embrace their feminine, which <laughs> you know, it's it's healthy. Um, so so glow. The the thing that attracted me to glow the most is that 
you know, when we look at where we are right now today is there is so much power in business. Mm-hmm. And so many businesses have so much power. And I believe that most humans are good. But when you look at what's happening sometimes with the way that wealth and power are distributed, it, it, it worries me, right? But I also at the core believe that people are doing the best that they know how to. And I think it's just going to be getting people in place to support the transformation. And so what really attracted me to, to Whitney and Celeste is like they fundamentally understand that that you know they can come in and they it, it doesn't have to be a rigidity to say yeah. you know like do xyz but follow that energy follow that next right step even though it might not be so great on paper right but they, they understand that fundamentally that you know there are ways to do that um and there's a there's a lot of work to be done yep there's a lot of work to be done and so i'm really excited about that and you're helping people what i always talk about getting people off the treadmill of life Right. Yeah. Slow down. You're a busy leader. Slow down. Let's think. Where are we going? Clarity. You talked about that earlier. I think for any of us that are business leaders and, and even leading our homes, right? Just clarity on what the goal is. Yeah. Right. How do we want these kids to be raised is a, is a big deal. So. Well, and one more thing I will just add to is, you know, playfulness. I think mm-hmm. par- part of, you know, with, with Glow 2 is the pink and the, and you know, there's a little bit of playfulness in all of this like let's yeah. not be so serious and this is kind of right. my you know i won't say this is close but this is my um value is don't ever take anything so fucking serious yeah. that you're yeah. going to like be miserable over right. it right? right like there there's this playfulness in life that we need to embrace yep. because i think what we've done too much so is gone too much to the right side of like everything has to be perfect yeah. and the lightness and the fun has gotten lost a little bit, yeah. right? And so that's the other thing is like, we, we bring a little bit of like, hey, let's go, let's yeah. play. I love that because Tim and I talk about that at work a lot is like, if we start, stop laughing, yeah, we're done. Like, have that's fun, man. It's too damn serious, <laughs> you know? Where it's like, let's that's just why, have some that's fun That's why I like to go dance and yeah. let it all out, exactly. right? Like you get your energy there and I love it. I bring love it. it. So where do our listeners find more of you? So I am primarily on Instagram. Okay. That's that's my that's my jam. Um, and then also, of course, on LinkedIn and our Glow website I'm on there as well. So we're gonna play a game. Oh, I, so I'm sorry. Also, my podcast. It's called the Glow Accelerator Podcast. The Glow Accelerator Podcast. We'll put all this in the show notes. It'll be there. Um, I just pulled up your Instagram here. So pick a number between one and ten. We're gonna play an Instagram game. Okay. I've been doing. Um, let's do seven. Okay, now between one and three, grab a, grab a number between two. one and three. Number two, all right. You got somebody as surfing. Somebody is, uh, you guys are doing some bench jumps. You're on the beach, it looks like. You're having oh some, goodness. sometimes stepping away from the day-to-day can bring the most growth. We've been talking about that today. Recap of our family trip to San Diego and Oceanside. I had figured out that play slash work trip with intention and purpose is my favorite kind of trip for me. Made some incredible connections and decisions, ready to tackle the next quarter. So this is exactly what we've just been talking about, right? By this random yeah, I That's why it. I love this thing. So talk <laughs> to me about your trip to San Diego, Oceanside. What was so amazing about it? Well, my husband is originally from um, California. He grew up in California. Okay. He was born here. But so, A, you know, he's a total California boy. So yeah. he was in his zone if you will so that was really cool um it was my son's first time going to california and i just love the ocean yeah like there's just something about the ocean where like 
it just relaxes you. Yeah. It puts you in your place. You know, well, it's the grounding, lives. right? I mean, you talk about grounding. The power yeah, of that. like it. It just makes you feel gratitude and connection. And my cousin from Germany came, and so she oh, was wow. with us, and I hadn't seen her in years. So it was a very special trip. I got actually. This is where I oh, got this cool. tattoo because, yeah. you know, palm trees are very resilient. If yeah. there's a storm or hurricane or whatever that's it might true. be, it comes right back up. And so that's kind of I try to live my life is you know, shit's gonna bring you down. Yeah. But you don't. If you are so strong at your core, yep. you can. Go through anything. I love it. So, I love it. Well, Ronnie, it's been awesome having you on the Circuit Success Thank Podcast. You so much. This Thank you so, so much fun. for being with us. Thank you. <laughs>